So hi, this is Dr. Felicia of Adelie Physiotherapy, and you are tuned into the Banked Out Radio Show. Told y'all this was a movement. Taking up the ways. You dig? Bank down. Bank down. Bank down. Bank down. Bank down. East to west, we can bank down. North to south, we can bank down. Worldwide, we can bank down. One time for the team that's gon' hustle for the cream. How we know it's grind till the dough come. This debate, that radio show, we controlling the globe and we second to no one. Every time we emerge and we putting that work in, bang that, do it for the culture. Putting on for the city that's 24 7. And we show we love like we supposed to. And we keep making moves by coastal. No, those suckers didn't believe, but I told you. Bang that, about to be your household name. And bang that, mean we about more change. You don't even know just how I really get. You're rocking with the best, so tuned in with your better be. Plus, you're getting fancy like Nancy on every single day of the week. And chopping game like a Cherokee. Ballin' like Odell, tryna step more mill Networkin' every way, it's about to be a movie Gotta go big, it's the only way to do it It's a conglomerate, we gettin' to it Plus we got heat for the streets while you puffin' on the cook shop leaf Ridin' out on the interstate, we got Indies and Majors We international players, all about getting paid Make sure to tune in and tap in with the movement Cause it's about to go down, shout out Discover this Captain of the Mothership, if you ain't know that you know now We about to get Yeah, everybody, you're tuning into Bank That Radio Show again. Thank you for tuning in earlier. We have our second um, interview for today. We have Miss uh, Felicia, who is the owner and proprietor of uh, Adderley Physiotherapy. I said it right. You got it right. Perfect. And uh, she's based in the Bahamas. Isn't it like perfect weather out there all the time, pretty much? No, not all the time, despite what you might see on the TV screen. It's actually a very overcast day here, but I would say that we do enjoy pretty great weather for most of the year. You can tell the weather pattern is shifting a little bit, so we're seeing more rainy months than we used to. But I mean, we appreciate the beautiful days, you know, that we do have, which I think is still far most, uh, mm-hmm. far more than a lot of other places that I have perhaps been to or spend time living in. So we're grateful. It's still a very, it's still paradise. It doesn't get cold down there, correct? Uh, not what you all would call cold. Uh, what we call cold is about 60 degrees. Really? Something, yes. People are pulling out the coats and the hats and the boots. If and it's you know, what is a hot day, a hot day, a hot day is ninety. We get we get ninety something degree weather. Hardly ever. You, you, we don't really get to like a hundred very often, but we do get we do get like to the nineties, and we would call that definitely a hot day. So you know. Damn between like 70 and 80 something degrees oh no it's usually in the 80s most of the time it's in the 80s 
Okay. Yeah, we have some pretty we have some pretty warm weather here, but it's it's well we 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 do we do say that it's hot. We do feel it when it's hot, um, and we you know, but we don't we like it kind of like medium. But we we do get some pretty hot weather here. So I would say 80s is pretty like regular. Usually once the summer weather rolls around, it's with us for a while. So we like it when we have a few cold fronts running through. That kind of keeps us comfortable for a while because we know when summer really hits. It's going to hit us hard. I would say I got a whole list of questions, but anyway, let's talk about your business. I know, like this is a weather report, right? <laughs> How long have you had um, Adderley uh, physiotherapy? And for everybody out there, explain what that is in particular. Okay, so Adel I'll start with the second part of the question, which is what is Adderley physiotherapy? Uh, so it's basically, the name is a combination of who I am and what I do. So I'm Felicia, Dr. Felicia Adderley. I am a physiotherapist, which is really saying the same as physical therapist. Okay. So the same thing, we just call it by a different name here in the Bahamas. And I did actually train in the U.S. in Erie, Pennsylvania where back to the weather, it was not nearly as nice as it is here. So I appreciate it much more now. Mm -hmm. And basically what I do as a physiotherapist is I help persons get back to like their full function, try to get back as close to their prior level as fu of function as they would have had perhaps before some injury. Uh, we do promote a lot of preventative work as well. Uh, so we want to help persons that perhaps they are sports enthusiasts and maybe they golf or they run. So we want to help them to avoid injury. We want to give them the tips, the strategies and the tools so that they can perform at their optimal function without uh, risking injury to themselves. Because of course, a lot of times persons get injured, perhaps not doing uh, the correct training for the particular muscles that would be specific to the sport that they're doing. And perhaps even from simple things like uh, not doing a proper warm up and cool down. So those are the kinds of things that we seek to provide education on and also training on so that persons are able to avoid those pitfalls and not still need to come back to the physical therapist for several more sessions after they have actually perhaps injured themselves. So we see different diagnoses. We see things like strokes. Uh, we see persons that have Parkinson's, uh, multiple sclerosis. We see persons after car accidents and help them regain their strength, learn to walk again. We see persons for cancer rehabilitation because there are many different areas that a person can specialize in, in phys physical therapy or physiotherapy. One of my specialties is uh, oncology or cancer rehabilitation, and I hold some certifications and I've done a lot of continuing education so that I can best assist my clients. Now, as for the first part of the question, how long I have been operating, I have been the proprietor of Adley Physiotherapy. I've had a physical location for five years here in the Bahamas. So I'm five years into private practice. I've been a therapist for nine years, however, and I started in the hospital system so you're not a rookie at this no i'm not new to this <laughs> not new to this so uh i like the fact you was talking about the uh the sports related injuries rehabilitating people and then also uh, i got some cure some questions about the uh, cancer side as well so let's start with the sports um is there a particular injury that you see a lot where you're rehabbing people from and if so which sport is that from? 
Mm, that's a really good question. We do see a lot of hamstring strains. We mm -hmm. also would see even some Achilles tendon injuries. Let's see, lots of strains, lots of muscle strains. And a lot of that can be due to oh, ACLs as well. Lots of ACL, ACL tears, some meniscus tears as well. The, the specific type of sport that we would see the most of these things from really is just a function of which sports are popular here in this country, which track and field is very popular. Basketball is popular as well. So those are the ones that you tend to see a lot of injuries from. You get some, some people coming in that are weekend warriors too that may have just pushed themselves a little bit too hard. But you do, you do get a lot of injuries from basically the track and field and also basketball because they have historically been very popular here in the Bahamas. So that is something that we would see quite frequently. Okay. Um, okay, so, you know, Bahamas is a tourist um destination most yeah, definitely yeah, treat, um tourists if they come and then they like say if they have like some minor injury or something like that or have people flown um to your particular private practice to be um treated by you i would say that's really getting into like medical tourism which this is a very interesting question and i think that you're really on to something there i think it is something that person some larger corporations locally have tried to promote. I'm not quite sure if it has caught on really, really well, but I mean, who wouldn't want to be rehabilitated in paradise, right? And I think that's an excellent opportunity. I wouldn't say that I have seen much of it where I am. A lot of persons, and it may also be that persons would call, and I've had a few um, persons may call and try to get a therapist that will come out to them, like more so concierge therapy, which is also something that I offer. And I have seen it a bit, but I haven't seen it a whole lot. And I think that there is a huge opportunity there, though, for persons that would want to come in, you know, hey, you can go and get some aquatic therapy, maybe out there in the ocean, beautiful scenery. I mean, I think it does wonders also just for mental health and wellness also to be able to do your rehabilitation in a place that's as beautiful as this. So not it's like you're getting the best of both worlds. They would get excellent medical care and treatment, but they would also be able to do it in a beautiful surrounding. So it's kind of like a medical vacation. <laughs> so I think that's a huge, huge opportunity right there and a wonderful thought and idea. Okay. Yeah, look at that. Uh, you know, I'm a forward thinker. Um, <laughs> I like that. Where so where exactly are you located in the Bahamas? Like what city? I'm in Nassau. So the Bahamas is actually made up of about 700 islands and keys, we would say. They're not all inhabited. Some of them are private. Some of them are really just a large rock uh, mm -hmm. that maybe have like a resort or something on them. And you may have heard of some famous people that would own some keys here in the Bahamas. I'm in Nassau, which is the capital. It's mm -hmm. 21 miles by seven miles. And it actually has the vast majority of the population, which is about 400,000 people at the last census. So we're here. This is, this is the capital. This is city life but still really very islandy right so that's where i am i'm kind of located in like what we would consider to be here more of the medical district uh like in the middle of town 
Okay, so you basically you're in a great location and you're in the best city. Yes. You want to be where the people are, you know? Yeah, 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 definitely. Because I know how, you know what I'm saying, it would be hard to get services to people in rural areas. I want to deal with that uh, here. You know, I'm in Georgia, um, south of Atlanta, so about an hour and a half. I'm in a city or whatever, but there's other smaller towns out in rural um, Georgia um, and these other different counties and stuff that where access to medical facilities and, you know, good medical facilities um, is a challenge for some. Especially, you know, if they don't have the resources to be able to transport themselves, things of that nature. Um, so when you decided to jump into uh, private practice, what was that like for you as far as transitioning into that? And then also, what did your peer group think? Um, you know, like family, friends, uh, former co-workers, things of that nature. Very good question. For me, I have always wanted to own my own business. I would say that most of my family is very conscientious. We have a lot of business owners in our family. And when you trace back the characteristics of the people that come from the different islands of the Bahamas, very interesting. They have usually each their own dialect or way that they speak. They mm -hmm. have each their own values and i would say the island that my mother's family comes from they tend to be people that when you look in the community now in nassau and you look at what they have basically turned out to be and turned out to do they are a lot of them business owners so basically when i decided that i wanted to be a physiotherapist or physical therapist i also decided at the same time at the age of 15 that i would also want to be in my own practice so basically yes <laughs> i'm that way i'm kind of like a doggedly determined self-motivated kind of person so once i make a decision i usually would keep at it until i see the end result or the goal so my goal was to actually open up this practice by the time I was 35. And I believe I was kind of propelled just due to situations and circumstances to doing it actually earlier than that. So I was working as I, like I said, I got started in the hospital system. So I was working for one of the local hospitals and I did that for about two years, which it really was an excellent experience, good exposure. Uh, and I would have needed that. I really did need that foundation to start. I don't think that starting out of the gate in my own practice would have worked out as well as it has. So I know that that experience in that time was really worth it, worth something, and it was something that I needed. And then it was very interesting. Like I said, it was quicker than even I thought I would come out on my own. Uh, I somewhat eased out into kind of like a halfway situation, not all the way on my own, but in something of a, almost like a partnership. So I was able to kind of like ease out halfway for the first year and then like take the plunge and the jump to like do it on my own following that. And I would say it was probably met with somewhat mixed reviews. I think some persons expected me to do that because they saw my work ethic and, you know, what I could do, you know, not only as a skilled therapist, but, you know, it's one thing to be good at something, but then it's also another thing to actually be professional while you're doing it. And then also to have that conscientious spirit and to be able to keep going you know, in the face of whatever, because entrepreneurship is no joke. <laughs> Being a business owner, no joke. 
<laughs> I tell people that all the time. I, I actively have five businesses. Um, right. So this is like one of many. <laughs> I can relate. I think it's another thing that a lot of us entrepreneurs fall into. We always, we have so many ideas. It's like, I could do this. I could do this. I could do this. And sometimes it can be a little bit, it's, first of all, it's a lot. It's overwhelming at times. Yeah, it is. And, and it's also, it's almost like it's hard to stay focused. So mm -hmm. it's like, it's one thing. I don't know if you ever feel this way. If one thing may be suffering because you no, are like dividing no, your attention. happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hashtag yes. I can relate. I can relate mm -hmm. for sure. Like it's, but I think entrepreneurs are very, very, very special people. And I don't think that everybody is cut out to be an entrepreneur and that that is okay. Uh, yes. I think it's it's okay because we need people to also work in these businesses that we're starting because, you know, contrary to what we may believe, we can't actually do it all on our own. And we, we do can. need... And then we don't have, you know, you don't have a good work product when you try to do it all on your own. You know, it's not the only, same. You don't have the same amount of time in a day. <laughs> it's not. It's not the same. Well, they say Beyonce has the same twenty-four hours. Beyonce uh -huh. has a team. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> a tight one at that. I am quite sure. Yes. Uh, but yes, I was just telling you about how you know it's some people. Some people, I think, were inspired um, because. I'm not necessarily a person, I would say in the past, you know, the persons that would have opened up their own practices or in our country that were business owners mm -hmm. tend to be persons that quote unquote come from money. Um, mm -hmm. So have like a really good like foundation or start or, you know, but, you know, it's really like a started from the bottom. I don't necessarily feel like I'm here yet, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, I feel like I'm holding my own mm -hmm. and I think that a lot of persons have been inspired by that to feel like they can do, they can do it too. They can do something for themselves. You know, mm -hmm. they can maybe start a practice or start another type of business because I have done it and, and I have been doing it for five years. And two of those years have been in a pandemic and economic downturn. Yeah, so even exactly what I was going to ask you about how did COVID really affect your business? Because COVID, regardless of where it was in the world, you know, um, you don't want to be contaminated by it and infect yourself and stuff. So, you know, a lot of places like, you know, doctor's offices, things of that nature um, had to, everyone had to like, you know, come up with these protocols and stuff and that slowed down business dramatically. So how, how did it affect yours? Well, we were definitely affected by the pandemic for a few different reasons. So of course, everything basically came to a screeching halt uh, for I would say about three months, March, April, May, pretty much everybody was ordered to go home and stay there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was, it was that time when you could only come out for like groceries, like even though I'm medical, they shut all the therapy down as well. And it was a while before they would let us get back. So we couldn't do anything. We couldn't come into our offices to see patients. We couldn't uh, we could not go to their homes to see them. So it was it was really hard on uh, my business, on my patients and clients. You know, it was really like kind of like a heart wrenching time. But that is when I also turned to start doing a lot more online. Mm -hmm. So even though there were a lot of barriers here to, you know, what what the insurance would reimburse and cover, you know, we did the best that we could. So even though 
insurance would not reimburse me for seeing patients online. The ones that wanted to continue online, I went ahead and I did so just in the effort of keeping them going so that they wouldn't be like back at square one when things did reopen. So we have had, you know, we've dealt with lockdowns, we've dealt with shutdowns, we've had to come up with different protocols and policies. We've met with pushback from some people because our culture is a little bit different. We don't necessarily like change over here. So we've definitely been met with some resistance, but we've done everything that we could do to keep clients as well as staff safe. But I think overall, you know, I think that's a part of the challenge of being an entrepreneur as well is it's kind of like now it's like, let's see who the real entrepreneurs are, because it was kind of easy before. But mm -hmm. now it's like, this is a real challenge and one that you've not met before. So it's like, you can rise to this challenge. How are you going to do it? I've now learned that business is really a constant pivoting situation. You mm -hmm. know, even though the word pivot has just seemed to become so popular now, it's really, that's really what business is because you have to keep innovating. Things are constantly going to be changing, not always as drastically or as quickly as they did with the pandemic and the economic downturn. Uh, because also, as you mentioned, this is mainly a tourist town. So with our hotels being closed and no tourists, you know, for a long time, past that three months, just starting to get back now. So there is a trickle down effect because then all the people that works work in the hotel they didn't have it to spend, you know, uh, anybody whose workplace closed down, then they didn't have it to spend. So even, you know, when we reopen, people are really more so thinking about, they're thinking about the necessities, you know, if someone is facing losing their home, they're, they're not thinking about coming to spend money at your place, you know, so they have to take care of first things first. So it's been very, very interesting. Uh, there have definitely been challenges, but I think it's been a great time for me and for this company as well to grow. So it has forced me to go online more and I love the online space. I get to meet people like you and be on shows like this, tell more people about what I do, reach more people. I certified as a health coach so that I could help people, not just that are injured, but help more people that just want to get their health together, their fitness, their wellness, the whole person and focus on deep health, not just dealing with the physical, because I mean, think about times like today, we have so much that we're dealing with. So many people are dealing with stress. They're dealing with their finances, not being in a good state. Uh, they're dealing with uh, things going on in their job. So instead of just looking at the physical part, now I'm able to assist them with really the pillars of wellness, the eight pillars of wellness, I call them. So uh, able to really just do so much more and reach more people online rather than just who I could reach from my office here in the Bahamas. So now I can take it to the world. So that's where that's where I'm at right now. So learn how to diversify and pivot and like you said, do more um, and learn how to expand your business by doing that. So the, uh, the pandemic was actually a good thing is some things because um, a lot of uh, new technologies and new uh, services and different ways of looking at um, just how stuff flows in general came out of it. Um, I did have a question. So you said you you did do some time in the United States. Uh, was that like during a residency or something or what, what was your time in the States? 
Oh, too. well, I actually trained in, in the U.S. So my, my degrees, when I went to get my, I stayed here at home for, I would say about two and a half years. I got my associates and then I transferred to a university in Erie, Pennsylvania. And oh, I got my, <laughs> yes, much different. Yes. Go, go ahead. I know you got a follow-up question. Go ahead. I, I can see. How did you find, first of all, Erie, Pennsylvania is small. From my knowledge, uh, I've never been there, but uh, I think I've heard about it in a small. <laughs> How did you find out about that school? What's so weird about it, even though it's such a tiny city uh -huh. and it, it's just it's really just like a little college town. But it uh -huh. was perfect for me, like instead of being in a big city, yeah. I found out about it because it's on like a list of schools that the Ministry of Education here in the Bahamas provided some scholarships to. And someone uh, okay. told me about it because they off they have uh, they had the physical therapy program there. And at that time, so many of the. I think master's programs were being phased out. I was having a difficulty in finding a school. Mm -hmm. And so someone was like, oh, did you hear of such and such? So I went ahead and I applied. And that's how I found out about it. It is really like the tiniest little town and the tiniest little school. And it's, it's a little private university. And even people that lived in like Buffalo, or like Philadelphia, like they don't really have a heightened awareness of this school. And somehow way here in the Bahamas, I find out about this school and, and end up going there. And so I transferred and I started in January. I started the January term. So when I went, it was, I went into snow. <laughs> went into blizzards and stuff. <laughs> this is why I can now appreciate, I can appreciate the beaches here. I can appreciate the sunshine. It yeah. really takes leaving. And it was a time to like expand my horizons. It mm -hmm. takes leaving a place sometimes mm -hmm. to be able to appreciate it. Because if I had never gone and experienced something else, mm -hmm. I wouldn't have known. Like, I, you know, I know what it is to shovel, shovel your car out of the snow i know what it is for your car to get stuck in ice i know what it is to experience rain sleet snow and hail all mm -hmm. on the walk from your apartment to yeah. class i know what an ice storm is when you just you can barely get you just skate to class because you're slipping down you know so it's it was a different experience but now i know also how to appreciate the different seasons because we don't have like that change here um you know we don't go through the whole the trees losing all the leaves and all of that so i've you know been experienced now i have an experience of watching the seasons change yeah. and you know just meeting different people and seeing how other people live it's i i really it was it was interesting i have to say it was an interesting experience. how long were you there Oh, I was there, I would say a total of, I was there several years because I did my bachelor's as well as my doctorate there. And I've got like a twisty story. So like I did, I finished my bachelor's. So I was there, I think 2012 to probably about, let me see, 2015, I believe. Mm -hmm. And let me see, 2012 to 2015. Let me see if I got my timeline correct. But I had to like split it up. No, I was there 20, 2002 
to 2005 and finished my bachelor's. And then I started the graduate program and then everything went sideways because, you know, life has to happen, right? We have our plans, but life happens. So I had to like leave school for a couple of years and come back home and work and then go back and finish. I was able to go back and finish. So, you know, sometimes the dream is deferred, but, you know, I did I did get here nonetheless. So yeah. I, I spent I had a two part stint there. <laughs> uh, did you travel outside of Erie, uh, Pennsylvania, to the other towns and stuff like that in Pennsylvania or in any other states? A little bit. I had an opportunity. Um, we had a few interesting trips across the border to Canada as well. Uh, you know, I would say it was a it was a good it was an interesting time. I have to say so we did a, a couple of road trips, things like that, like with sometimes with other students, uh, you know, for different reasons. I know I remember once we did because uh, they would have little trips and things like that, too. So, again, like I would ha have had the opportunity, let's say one one Christmas day like had a trip where they took us to go and see the Nutcracker. Um, mm -hmm. So I, it was my first experience, you know, like to see something on that scale, you know, to go to that type of that type of event. We have productions here, but in the Bahamas, but of course they're on a smaller scale, smaller theaters, you know, so, but things like, you know, you get to go to like a ballet or an opera, that kind of thing. It's, it's, you don't know, you know, you don't necessarily have that. What is it? One of the United States is a GDP categories is entertainment we produce more <laughs> entertainment than anywhere in the world um which is hilarious to me uh that's one of the things that we stayed number one at like we outsourced a lot of different stuff but not not entertainment we're now outsourcing that. yes americans love to be entertained i get it i'm yes. like it's the basketball games like the entertainment uh, industry is huge the yeah. you know like you said like you know the celebrities the movie stars the athletes they're they're the highest paid <laughs> you know so yeah it's very interesting but that's just the difference that's just the difference in culture you mm -hmm. know and and when you that's why i think travel is really important mm -hmm. uh you know you get to see how different people live and and we all think differently so to come to the states and live with Amer live among americans mm -hmm. was a different experience too because the values are different you know just it's really it's just really interesting and you it's different across all america <laughs> <laughs> that's another thing like even within there's no consistency within, here no consistency, boy. I could go from one city where I'm at to another city. Yeah, it's different. You just got to know how to navigate. Right. Uh, I went to a school down here. I'm originally from Nashville, Tennessee. Um, and I went to a school that's in Fort Valley, Georgia, which, uh, you know, going from like what you did, it's the same thing that you did. You went from a huge city, 400,000, to a smaller place. It's probably no more than maybe 10 at the max. Um, and I did the same thing in college and it took me two years to adjust. <laughs> that's just be being American, <laughs> just across the state lines. <laughs> but you're right. Cause it's like every city has its own, has its own little subculture. Mm -hmm. People are different. You know, it's like the whole soda pop mm -hmm. or, you know, like the language is different, you know, but it's, you know, it's a part, I think we can find the beauty in the differences if we, can respect each other and yeah. just appreciate the differences you know i think that's what makes the world interesting it'd be really boring if we were all the same yeah oh it would be it would be 
Um, so uh, what, what are some of the challenges uh, you faced that you didn't necessarily know when, you know, becoming an entrepreneur? Um, I love hearing different people's uh, things like they've learned or, you know, because we can only do, we can do so much research, right? Right. Uh, it's not until we jump into it and actually start, you know, living this life as an entrepreneur, then we're like, what? Hello. <laughs> like a lot of times I want people to know, like, this is not me trying to discourage you from opening your business, but like, hey, it's different on it's different on the other side. And <laughs> yeah. it's not what you think it is. You know, it looks beautiful from, from the outside. Uh-huh. Like you do not know. Like, you know. Last night I was up and up until like 1230. It's like, man, I got homework to do. I got all of this stuff I got to do. The part that you see is like, it's, it's like an iceberg. Like you probably see about 10% and it's like 90% more going on beneath the surface. Like this, it takes so much to make it happen, sustain it and grow it because you can't only just be maintaining. Like you have to be, you have to be growing it. A business is a living thing. First thing I learned was that my biggest expense was not going to be rent. It was actually going to be payroll. (laughs) That's the first thing I learned. That's the first thing. And then it's like, okay, I didn't know how, how hard it was to manage staff. Like, man, (laughs) like, I didn't know like that talent, pardon me. No, I'm sorry. I I process payroll. Uh, one of my other businesses, uh, it's a counseling business, mental health, and I have like 12, 15 people on payroll. Every time I do payroll, I cringe. I do it every Tuesday. So when my payroll's around, I'm like, oh, God, I got to do It takes so much. Like, I don't I'm think people are- the money you see paying out. It's like, oh, yes. But you know, that's, <laughs> that's what we signed up for. <laughs> so like, sometimes- Sometimes you still want to know, did I sign up for all this? Like if I had known like half of the half of what it really takes. So like that was that's definitely one thing. Then, you know, like I said, talent acquisition and retention, Um, you know, training like, you know, like it's like that time, that effort, that pouring into, um, you know, to really get like the the human resource part of it together, Um, you know, learning. It's it, oh, it's harder to let people go than I thought it was. Mm-hmm. I thought it would be like, oh, well, if a person isn't performing, then you know, you just you just have to cut them loose. Much harder than I thought it was. Um, you know, you don't realize necessarily like how like you feel bad about it, even if the person like absolutely wasn't a good fit, or maybe they're rude, or whatever the case is, you still feel awful. <laughs> like, <laughs> Terrible. It feels terrible to fire someone. It feels terrible. For the crown. <laughs> What's that? Heavy is that? Uh, heavy is the heavy, one. Yeah, heavy the is the head and the neck. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the crown? <laughs> hey. It's not just the glory. No one's telling you about all this other exactly. stuff. Like <laughs> they didn't tell me about. Like I went to school for business. They didn't tell me anything about this stuff. I had to learn all this uh, as I was building these different businesses. I'm like, hold on. Right. <laughs> what right. did I sign up for? Uh, but I think ultimately, though, the thing I love about business and being an entrepreneur is that you get to set, um, you know, your goals and you, whatever you want to accomplish. And even with like this podcast, it's been six years of me doing this. Not only is it a 
audio visual podcast, but I also have a radio station that streams 24 seven and an app to go along with it. Um, now, yeah. Um, and, and it's on uh, Apple and uh, Android devices too. So it's in those stores. All I got to do is search the bank that radio show. They can download the app and the apps are free. Um, but then also now I'm focusing more on production uh, production stuff as well. I started a production company back in uh, December. Now that has four other people along with it, so I don't have to do everything. Um, but being an entrepreneur, when you like you said in the beginning, we start like feeling new interests, and you know I've been falling in love with videography and editing now. Mm-hmm. So now I was like, you know what? As well, start a business, and you know I use it for this platform too. Um, but this platform is what helped push that um, itch, and I kept on scratching and whatever. And now I was like, wow, all the stuff that I've been able to see my skill set go up, what I can do now, the talent that I have, um, those are the rewards. You know, getting to see that those hours of putting in work and the craft, and it actually turning into something into fruition. Mm-hmm. You've hit a really good point there. And it's it's a constant growth and learning process. You don't start off knowing everything, but as you go, you kind of see where the gaps are and the good, successful, great entrepreneurs are the ones that are going to try and fill those gaps. Not necessarily that you want to do everything yourself and keep everything on your plate forever, but you you just, you wanna have an idea of how to do certain things. You wanna be able to pursue your passions. And as you become less passionate about some things, then you can you can appropriately hire and slide those things onto the next person so that where it's still they're still passionate about it and still feeling fulfilled by it. And you yourself can continue to feel fulfilled in your business by doing the next thing that you need to do to grow. And you also hit another great point about how. You know, that's that's definitely something with entrepreneurship. You don't know how long sometimes you have to do something before you see the reward or the result. It may seem like that's something that I learned. It may seem that it may seem like nothing is happening. You know, this isn't this isn't this isn't working. This isn't worth it. But it doesn't happen just like that. We want it to be instant. But big facts, it just always isn't that way. Most of the time it isn't that way. And I think a lot of persons in business, a lot of businesses, they say would fail before it hits the five year mark. And it's because I think some people give up too soon. And perhaps a lot of people also feel like, uh, well, I should be making millions in the first year. (laughs) Also not, not the way it works or, you know, most of the time, unless it's like, you know, you're 25 and you're into NFTs or something, you know, like it it doesn't really, (laughs) that's not most people's path or story. So it is really like having that like grit to like, stick it out, that determination, that willingness to keep growing, having the beginner's mind and not thinking that you know everything, uh, you know, keeping that open mind, being willing to get positive feedback, knowing how to filter through some of the other stuff that might be coming at you. Um, so uh, all of that, all of that is is so true. And, you know, entrepreneurship is definitely, it's a journey. It's not all, it's definitely to me more, more good than bad, more positive than negative, I think. And worth staying in it. There will be, you know, there will be times that, you know, 
there are going to be some like rough times in business, whether that is, uh, it could be things that are financial. It could be things that are going on within a team. Um, There's always so much going on in a business. Like I said, it's a living thing. So we have to just, you know, as it's, it's like a, it's like a child. It's like growing and changing and, you know, you have to be there and stick with it through all the different stages. You know, mothers don't usually abandon their, most mothers don't abandon their kid, even if it's a hard, even if they're going through a rough time, even in the teenage years, you know, they usually stick it out. So, you know, it's, it's kind of like that same, that same concept. Like you just, you stick with it. And, you know, if you got to change it, you know, sometimes you may feel like you got to rip the whole thing down to the studs and, and build it back up, you know, and, if that's what it takes, then, you know, you, you do that, you know, right. but you don't look at it as, you know, maybe an abandonment or giving up. Sometimes you need to take a break. It's yep. okay to take breaks. I learned that too. Mm-hmm. And you just, you just keep going. You find the strength and the will to just keep going, keep moving forward. I love that you use that analogy. It's like a child. I, I tell people that all the time. So, you know, we're on the same thinking path. <laughs> yes. Yes. People, business is just like a child. What you put into it is what you get out of it. Oh, uh, <laughs> some people don't put enough into the kids. Oh, um, but what do you? Uh, what challenges do you think you face now um, in uh, Adderley physical physiotherapy? I'm just, I, I want to say physical therapy. <laughs> you you almost could. It's um, it's the same. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Um, but but then also, what do you want to accomplish? Like you know, by the end of the year. Mm. by the end of the year, like there are so many, I would say the challenges now would be that I want, I want to change. Like I want to be, I want to be viewed as more than a therapist. I, I realize that I really love business. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, and I, I want what I've, what I'm facing is I feel sometimes like that fight mm-hmm. for to, to have people see you as not just one thing and to accept that you want to grow and you want to change and you don't want to just be one thing anymore. You want to be more than that. And sometimes that can be met with some resistance because I think particularly in my culture, people kind of like, like the old way. So they're comfortable viewing you as this one thing. And then you kind of start to change and it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So it's been a lot of changes for me over the last year, you know, so I see a lot of things um, in my future and coming to fruition. So there's going to be a lot of changes because um, Adley physiotherapy no longer covers what the scope of what I would like to do. So, you know, we're going to be having a whole, whole lot of changes coming up. So, uh, so like, for instance, I'm kind of like changing how people can find me online. So I'm now at I am Dr. Felicia on pretty much every social platform. We're still Adderley Physiotherapy on Facebook, but Instagram, Twitter, uh, I believe Pinterest, Clubhouse, YouTube, you'll find me at I am Dr. Felicia. So I'm looking at bringing on stream and being more consistent with my other platforms. So for instance, I live stream. I started live streaming last year, January, every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern. So I've been consistent with that this entire time. I don't care, rain, shine, travel. 
I don't care if the internet, I don't care if the electricity is off, if the internet is down, I'm going to find a way and I'm going to live stream every Thursday at seven. And that's to Facebook, Instagram, and now YouTube as well. But I want to start bringing on stream uh, some of the other platforms and being more consistent on those as well. So very, very active on Instagram, but I want to like bring in more of like the YouTube aspect as well and, you know, start doing more, more videos as well as, you know, just more more like planned out videos because I'm streaming to YouTube right now, but I want to have much more content. Uh, I want to bring my blog back on stream. Uh, we have so many things going on. So I'll be launching also uh, my health coaching course this year that should be out before this year is done. So abundant wellness. I want people to look out for that. Um, definitely, I hope the persons will give me a follow at I am Dr. Felicia so that they can stay abreast of all of these different changes. We have Dr. spelled out. It is I am Dr. Dr. Felicia, F-E-L-I-C-I-A. And that's where persons can find me. Very, very active on Instagram. So that's like the main platform. Uh, but also connect with me on whatever platform is your favorite or your choice. Uh, we have products that are going to be coming out this year. We're going to be doing uh, health and wellness retreats. We have so, so much coming on stream. So definitely like don't miss it. It's going to be like Every month is going to be something happening. We have a dance class, a collaboration coming up this weekend. So for persons that maybe don't like to exercise, like exercise, like let me go and let me go and lift, let me go to the gym, let me go running. If people just want to have fun and kind of not even notice that they're really exercising, but dance is a great way to do it. So I have a collaboration with a choreographer, Mariana Martinez, coming up this Saturday. And if persons go to bit.ly back forward slash dance fit and the number two, bit.ly forward slash dance fit two, they can find out more about dance classes coming up this Saturday, 11 a.m. Eastern. For who wants to jump in on that, we just have tons of, we have rerun challenges. So for people that kind of want to get a taste of what it's like to work with me as a health coach, but maybe they're not ready to fully commit to one-on-one, -on -one, then that gives them a chance to kind of like see what it's like, be around other like-minded people. We got the Facebook group going wealthy and wise, well, W-E-L-L-thy and wise. <laughs> so we have a couple of things going on. Um, let's see. Uh, I also... We have a ton going on. Like it's like I said, like with entrepreneurship is so much. There's so much that I want to accomplish and do. And the idea is just that I want to help people to, I want to help women to live better, healthier lives and to be here longer for their families, be able to pass some healthier habits along to their kids, because a lot of us didn't come up with the best habits. So, and what I, what the kids see you do is what they're going to grow up and do. So we don't want people to end up with, you know, having to have diabetes and dealing with obesity and hypertension and just being stuck popping pills and not being able to really get around and move, you know, persons are kind of like breaking down by the time they're in their 50s and 60s when they could be healthy well into and beyond those years and be able to do the things that they love longer instead of being like, you know, confined to a wheelchair or having limbs amputated or having this horrible arthritis pain that they, you know, that causes them to not be able to function 
get around, move, run around with kids and grandkids. So I realized through being a therapist that prevention is really the key and that there are some really simple things that we could be doing with nutrition and the way that we move. And instead of us really doing so much harm to ourselves, we could really help ourselves out, you know, when we're in our 20s and 30s and 40s and not have to like deal with the body breaking down at such a young age. So that's really what it's all about. So that's what is really all centered around for me right now. And that's what all the efforts really rotate around and come back to is really how to help uh, particularly women find time in their day to move more. We're all busy. We don't necessarily have like that time to say, oh, we can like come home and cook a elaborate healthy meal every day, but helping you to find ways to find that time to meal prep because what happens is you don't have time to cook. So you stop and you get something that's fast and the fast food is not good food. So, you know, it's all kind of like a vicious cycle for a lot of people. And I just want to help more people get out of the cycle. So that's what, that's what it's really all about. That's what it's become all about for me. Now, don't just come to me after you're hurt. Come and let's, you know, let's get this house together ahead of time and let's get ahead of the situation. And so you're on a, you're on a mission. Yes. I yes, it. It, it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it is. Hey, I, I definitely get it. And I just, I just followed you on Instagram. Um, so I want to see these lives and stuff. <laughs> got a lot going on. I like you. Got a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, got a lot going on. <laughs> well, ma'am, I have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. We're definitely going to have to pick, um, you know, the future date. So to, you know, see what you're doing in the future. Um, I wish you, wish you much, much, much more success. Um, but just go ahead and reiterate uh, social media so people can follow things of that nature. Awesome. Uh, let's see. So thank you for having me. First of all, I really appreciate this opportunity. Congratulations to you on building up such a successful, dedicated and large following. OK, um, keep going. It's definitely it's definitely worth it. So I'll be following you as well to see what you all are up to. And I would love to come back on a future date as well. People can find me online at I am Dr. Dr. Felicia, F-E-L-I-C-I-A. They can find me under that name on Instagram, on YouTube, on Pinterest, on Clubhouse, on TikTok, on Twitter, and on Snapchat. On Facebook, we are Adderley Physiotherapy. Keep abreast of the changes. There's going to be lots coming up soon. Again, the dance classes this weekend. If you follow me, you'll get more information on that. If you want to jump in to help yourself get started to get fit, getting started is the hardest part for most people. And if anybody would like to download a freebie just to help you get started, uh, you can download. I have a document that's called the 10 Tips for a Healthier Future. You can find it at bit.ly forward slash Felicia PT, P as in Paul, T as in Tim. All right. And thanks again for having me. I've enjoyed this so, so much. I appreciate this opportunity and the mission, as you say, if I was just going to state it in one sentence, it would be to make the world healthier one woman at a time. That's what's up. That's a closing uh, statement. I think that's how in the interview. 